he be worthy. Grab this podcast and turn into Thor. Oh. <laughs> Hi, every. That's not my best intro ever, but uh, hello. Uh. Welcome to Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about sequential art, graphic novels, and other nerdy things. Uh, I am your regular old host here, Henry Gilbert. That's H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. If you want to follow me, and you do want to follow me, uh, and I'm here. Somebody's with- username right now on playtimepodcast.com <laughs> is H underscore E underscore, like you spell it. And I think it's like on. No, it's Evil Twin. Sorry. Well, and that was the voice of my oh. stalwart co-host, uh, Chris Antista. Uh, yeah, Chris Antista. And then we also have our regular old guest buddy friend, Tyler Wild, who manning manning the board, an old laptop. Yay! <laughs> and I have another board, which people keep saying, "Bring back the soundboard!" Like the soundboard has yeah. never really left. It's just like it's not the same and not the same sounds. I don't know. I'm going to try and work it into shows a little it's more. It's tougher for you to remember sometimes too. It's yeah, it, it doesn't save. It doesn't save anything. Like I'd have to it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I wanted to thank no, Nate, blame Tyler Wild for the what are we doing? I'm sorry. I got to plug Laser Time for a couple reasons. All right. Laser Time podcast, what this show grew out of. Yes. Because we, I'm like, we could talk, we always we want to talk to about practice, comics on it, but yeah. like, we can talk about comics all the time. We had to, we had to move comics to a separate thing so we wouldn't talk about comics all the time on that show. And, uh, and Tyler had the idea to do dramatic readings of erotic fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, um, you know, I'm maybe, sorry. I, who knows, superheroes might make it in the fold. Uh, it's, I am Jet Kirby. It's it's kind of become the most popular thing we've ever done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten that much feedback. I don't think any show has no. had that many comments. I mean, we can't do it all the time, but we'll do it again, and it might not be video games next we w- time. We'll, we'll, there's there's so many gems out there. Don't jump into a sequel so fast. Guys. No, not too fast. Well, I just... Did you want, did you want to... I asked you why you sounded so uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Well, and you told me, and it was the most adorable and hilarious reason I'd ever heard. Well, I can't. I had several reasons, but my biggest one was that just like I felt, I felt there was. We did de- Kirby. We did a Yoshi. When we did Mass Effect, there's definitely humor to all of them, and mm-hmm. they were all funny in how they were written so badly. But then it came to points where, like, I thought, "This isn't funny. This we're just reading porn now, and this is tur- <laughs> like somebody." I didn't want. I didn't like producing something that someone could masturbate to. That's what I. That's what was annoying me about. So I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, no, I didn't want to arouse anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, try living with my silky voice, Henry. Yeah, and my milky bosoms. Try living with flapping eyes. Try knowing every podcast. I did. I want to plug another uh, a couple of other things uh, going on later time. One that uh, Creative Assassin put up a new comic. Oh boy, that's much filthier, at least in this one. It's called uh, Knights, uh, La- Ladies' Night, mm. K-N-I-G-H-T, with Kuros of Wizards and Warriors talking Yay. horrible shit at a bartender. And I thought the first one was super funny. Um, I wanted to plug the Laser Time donation free giveaway drive. Free has an asterisk. Asterisk mm-hmm. is a comic character. Um, uh, right. If you donate $10 or more to Laser Time, which is also Cape Crisis, you get a free Laser Time keychain, which will ship to you free of charge. No muss, no fuss. Um, just make sure your PayPal address is correct and everything, and we will send those out to you. And mm-hmm. we're we're not clo- we have a bunch, but they're very limited. Mm. We have a couple left, uh, and I wanted to plug that. And I didn't plug uh, the Destrian's Prometheus article. 
which yeah, he wrote on the so fly. Now that you and I yesterday saw Prometheus finally, mm-hmm. yeah. Now I want to talk about it, but nobody wants to. No. <laughs> Everybody. I talked tired about it. I talked it. about it at lunch. I'm, I'm still. I'm still ripe to complain about Prometheus. Who did you have lunch with? Um, uh, with Cooper and Evan and Lucas and Alex and what? Clint. And, I didn't know you went to that. Renzo. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't either. I never get invited to anything, you fuckheads, anymore. Well, now I feel uh, disinvited to that. But yeah, anyway. because you were off at lunch without well, asking anybody, no, including I, me. Well, no. You won't even talk to in the office. I Good didn't want to go to Darby Dance. You don't even like Darby Dance. No, I do like Darby Dance. I love Darby Dance. Um, Anyways, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just tired of Darby Dance. I'm, I'm happy that I can finally read the Destrian's article on LaserTimePodcast.com of five reasons Prometheus is a better film than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Than you think. And I'm not quite sure of that because I thought I enjoyed 70% of the movie mm-hmm. and then it fell apart when we in within had like conversations 10 minutes afterwards. Yeah. N- oh, none of that made any sense at all. And it was, I knew the Lost Rider was involved and it was a lot like an entire season of Lost. And it was all in a phony way building towards something bigger and left you with mm-hmm. a giant stupid ha- semi-hard-on for a sequel that it took Ridley Scott 30 years to address this <laughs> franchise again. I don't know how much hope I'm yeah. going to hold out for a director in his late 70s yeah. to readdress this. I could, um, yeah, I think I could rant for a whole podcast about it, so we shouldn't do that, but yeah, I felt... The, well, I don't want to spoil it either for people. Who I'll say, I'll say the film should have ended uh, about 10 minutes before it did. Yeah. The ending, yeah, they... Would it have been... I can't. I don't want to spoil stuff. Okay. So much bullshit, like giant monstrous holes that get bigger with every with every minute that passed in the movie. And I've heard people say, like, well, you can excuse some plot holes in a sci-fi mm-hmm. film. No, these are character. These are flaws with the writing of the characters. And like, pl- they are just poorly written. I don't excuse that they're. Uh, it, one of Destrians is not a wiki. It's a it's a movie. I'm like, no, they're playing with an established franchise w- that does have rules mm-hmm. about the organic nature of its creatures and yeah. when you shit on those and you, and you call them into question i mean maybe yeah. th- it can be explained later but it seems it seems contradictory and if their new rules made sense yes if they made any sense whatsoever they which don't. they don't that was yeah because i've heard people complain like i'm not going to spoil prometheus but like people i've heard some people say well you know an alien mm-hmm. like they did dumb things too like they walked into a they walked into a dark corridor when they should have brought a flashlight or whatever like yeah yeah but they seem to have some logic to them, but, and their spaceships seem to have some rules to it. And the, like, just their motivations were always like, "This is bad and scary." In this one, it's yeah. like, "Oh, the characters just flip between completely nonsense motivations and like, well, yeah, and but, their reactions to things are all wrong." That's well, my I, biggest problem. By the end of the movie, I was asking myself, like, "So what did what did anybody want? Yeah, like, what, what did, did people they actually want? And, it, want?" and none of that really makes any sense. And that's like the first rule of storytelling: yeah. you have to yeah. establish your character's motivations so that we can see have them, a reason to invest so ourselves emotionally in invest what's happening and see if they succeed or don't succeed and it didn't feel like anybody really gave a crap by the yeah. end it's yeah. like I don't even know and it's too bad because like it had such beautiful production yeah, it was a gorgeous film a and gorgeous I, film and well directed and well directed I enjoyed the first 70% up With until like actors. the first lost moment where like oh great it's her father 
Great. Just say it. Just say it. Don't even pretend it's a big reveal. Don't swell the music. Don't do that. I already know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I already know what you're doing, Lost Rider. Well, Don't like, do it. Don't. Oh, this, there he did it. Oh, this character's alive? Well, because you... I'm not surprised. You telegraphed it. You telegraphed it an hour ago. <laughs> Uh, all yeah. right, I don't, but again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet. I also felt annoyed. I feel redundant complaining about it, not just mm-hmm. because all our friends complained about it a week and a half ago when we weren't around, but mm-hmm. like Red Letter Media, again, oh, is that good? you got to watch it. Like yeah, it's it is, really good. it perfectly sums up everything uh, or so many of the things that are wrong with it. Oh, there are more. Just sound, I mean, they there said, are more problems. It's basically just them just asking question after question about news. And they wrote yeah. in the description, "This was thirty minutes long, and we cut it down yeah. to like four minutes." But it's just four minutes of why did X do X? Why, why did this person do that? Is he an expert in things that have never happened ever before? <laughs> <laughs> why did this guy say he was a geologist? Why did this biologist guy who's yeah. faced with the a new life form that's never been seen before immediately run away and get scared. Did and he, then later, he wasn't scared of a, a monster. Did, basically, did he get a? Did before he went on this ship? Didn't he get a psychological test that would tell them he was a pussy? <laughs> I have to take a psych test to apply a target. No, Henry, because they had never met before the two yeah. year long. As I'm like, trip. why would people? Go on this trip for this two years and then wake mission. up and not even know what they're doing. <laughs> well, what if they find out it's a gangbang? <laughs> yeah, anyway, there are a lot of problems with that film. It's It was so fun like to watch and mm-hmm. then to walk away from and just be like... Me and, me and Anne saw it and we're just walking back to the apartment like, wait a minute. Wait a Why? minute. Like what? we walked out like, yeah, that, that was pretty fun. And then like as we're walking slowly, yeah. but... Why did Wait, what? what did that? And by the time we got back to the apartment, that movie was terrible. That was a horrible, really, really poorly written film. <laughs> yeah, there was another one where also it was another one of those cases where a preview, I think preview or trailer should not show anything that's in the last twenty minutes of a film. Like, oh, that's ever. like that all the trailer is. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Majority of the trailer. There's not going to be an Earth to go back. It's right. them. It's the liftoff of the fucking ship is in the trailer. <laughs> like the I don't. Pivotal even, scene. I don't think. I don't spoiler. think it's altogether that important. It's more important who and the what's mm-hmm. and the who. But it was it, for me. It was because I enjoyed the stupid. first. The first sixty percent of the movie is like the the same sense of dread and foreboding that in Ridley Scott's original Alien, which is my favorite Alien movie mm-hmm. by far. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry if to Aliens fans. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Alien. Aliens, Aliens is like the perfect action film. Maybe, like, but it's not a good. It's not a horror movie. It's a perfect diamond of an action film. Alien is a is a much better horror movie than than uh, than most other yeah, horror movies. Yeah, and, and as far as James Cameron high action movie goes, like I, I don't, I don't know. I'll take T two over yeah, Aliens any day. Even the first half of <clears throat> Prometheus, mm-hmm. or or seventy percent, is that people's reactions to stuff is wrong again. Without trying mm-hmm. to spoil something, David does some weird stuff that we still don't understand his motivations for doing and then yeah. like continuously shrugs off the results like yeah and then like he, uh, seriously like there's some serious creepy alien impregnation shit going on and nobody seems to give a crap yeah oh and well, yeah, good thing that okay whoa and that there's the, the geologist and biologist character are basically marine stereotypes from other aliens movies 
but until they say I'm a geologist, and I'm like, you were because yeah. you were really acting like an awful meathead, and I had no idea you were here in any kind of scientific capacity. Yeah, it's just I thought you were no here to die first. Well, there were multiple times where people just say a line to establish character, like out of nowhere, yeah. when they should have established it earlier. Like, like I think past the hour mark, mm-hmm. Jesus, like, oh, are you saying that because I can't have kids? Like, fuck yeah. you, movie, like. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, <laughs> exactly. you introduce this now. It seems like halfway through filming, you decided her, uh, her being infertile would be an important character. Right, but then, um, is that ever important again to her character? Yes, I know what happens to her, but yeah, it's like, it, it adds irony to what happens it adds, to her. Yeah, but, that that that's the problem with the oh film. Man. Like, it's a bunch of like ham-fisted uh, yeah. uh, religious allegory mm-hmm. nonsense that. Yeah. I really hate. And it's just like when the characters don't react properly to a situation or don't have clear motivations, like mm-hmm. then I don't know how to react mm-hmm. as the audience. I'm like, wait, so that wasn't like scary for anyone else there? Or that mm-hmm. was? Or that was too scary for them? Or, or it's hard to be scared when you go, when you're going, oh, this is scary. Huh? What? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> but huh? why are they. You can't be. That's the pro. That's why, that's why Alien works so well as a oh. horror film because you're not taken out of it. You're existing in that world that's so You're scary. scared, too. It's like... Instead of, like, shrugging... Oh, crap. Your, oh, crap. Oh, crap. You're like, oh, God, I don't want to be killed like this person either. Instead of then going, like, wait, that wouldn't work. Like, but just why would common that have, sense Why would, would that have me. happened? I did like the practical effects. I yeah. Know. No, they were really good. It, it was... It's a, I think it's an extremely pretty movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, comic books. Yeah, no comic spoilers. Books. None. Speaking of trailers and comic books, I didn't want to say, like, uh, a quick news oh, thing. Like, so... There was a new Batman trailer this week, uh, or Dark Knight Rises to be mm-hmm. specific. Two minutes long, has, a, has some stuff in there that like I kind of didn't want to know. I, or it, I haven't watched it. It contains almost no dialogue and a ton of scenes. Yeah, but not not the kind of scenes that not the not there's one scene in there and I won't even say it. It's in the trailer, mm-hmm. which we posted a story on on uh, LaserTimePodcast.com, which got, got removed several times because it is a Nokia exclusive. Nokia has the exclusive. Cool. Good me, for you, really, cell phones. really irritates me. Right? I, I, there's a picture of it, but I just... that's That seems like a moment in the film I would have rather seen. To have been that is totally a really fresh cool, by. Yeah, yeah if, if I say the word flare, maybe you know what I'm talking about. Like That looks like a really cool sequence mm-hmm. that would have blown your minds had you seen it live. And they just destroyed it. They just I let it out of the film. I'm not going to watch the trailer. And there's... there's like Also, the, the idea of the quick cuts in trailers, mm-hmm. like... You then end up sampling so many scenes that you can start like building a patchwork quilt of the plot, yeah. mm-hmm. or of not just bad. the plot of the film, the entire film. In after watching it. those flash cuts, yeah, the flash cuts white. like here's duh, him, duh. here's and it's on here's Batman beat. with a beard, here's this thing, is that yeah. I also though I did like I can't remember if it was this trailer or a previous Dark Knight Rises trailer where. <laughs> They didn't use the Inception horns that yeah. they yeah. made. Like, yeah. Well, the, 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 well no everybody else popular. is still doing it. Everything, including the Prometheus trailer, mm-hmm. at well, no, it wasn't boring. It was, it was well, it was yeah, like they a had it more high pitched. I, lo- I loved that, and that, like that me got too. me excited. They, for they get me excited. Well, when I saw at Mission Impossible the uh, the Batman clip before Mission Impossible. Like I wasn't that into it, honestly. Like I thought it was beautiful, and I was intrigued by yeah. Har- by Matt Hardy's Bane oh. or Matt Hardy. But that was Tom a very Hardy. impressive scene. It was go- it was, was amazing. Like, wow, like like that, yeah. that looked really real. But then when it ended with when it ended with the 
Hans Zimmer noise coming in. <laughs> like, like the dirt, the kind of dirt that was basically, I think, just lifted straight from the Dark Knight soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this puts me in that world again. Like, mm-hmm. I totally feel it. Like, though, I wonder how can it compare to, like, Avengers, really? Like, it's. I think we talked about this on the Avengers they're, they're, one. They're different. They're going to be different. Well, that's they're so different. But they he did Batman Begins as practical. Like Batman Begins is as real, or Dark Knight actually mm. more so is as real as a superhero movie can be. Mm. Is as close to reality. Like you still have to kind of shrug your shoulders. And be like, well, that doesn't really exist. But I could imagine that mm. it, that thing could be built in my world. Right. And but so it was so real. And then, meanwhile, you have Avengers, which just like like embraces and never lets go. Yeah, colorful, crazy nonsense. Gods like, and aliens. Yeah. Gods and, and aliens. All this crazy shit, and like does it better than anything. That la- there's a that last moment in the trailer, which no, if I'm getting into weird spoiler territory, but like what they have said is that the movie takes place eight years after The Dark Knight. Yeah, and in the, the last scene of the trailer clearly has it shows an exchange with Alfred and. Bruce Wayne saying he hasn't done the Batman thing in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that eight years was spent not being Batman. That's like a plot point I didn't want to know. I didn't want know? to know that. But I mean, they've now said I've that told before. all of you. Thanks. Now, now I know. They've had that in other trailers too. Like, yeah. the information's out there if you want to find it and be, have it spoiled. And it's it's not a total spoiler, but like, I, I came upon that information and I avoid spoilers mm-hmm. like the fucking plague. Just like Prototype Batman in the comments, because I uh-huh. asked people to give their thoughts on uh, the new trailer, and mm-hmm. we'd read them here. Uh, but we, White Steve Harvey said, I can uh, definitely hear uh, Bane's voice. Yeah. Clear as oh, day. Yeah, yeah. So that has been fixed. Uh, Nevdog said, Community parody is gold. Nokia kept having the trailer. Rem- I oh, changed yeah, the trailer five times, and I'm like, fine, I'll link to Nokia. Here is a community parody where Chang is Bane. The community uh, parody was amazing. It's really good. And, I haven't uh, seen that either. It was a parody want, of the previous spoilers. trailer. The uh, filthy Ibis can't wait. Um, Ghost Rick points out that the video is on. Yeah, I know. Do, uh, Duke mm-hmm. Bunswalker says, is that the same bad guy from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> no. But uh, Vent Anger says, yeah, you, Vent Anger, I would like to point out that I pronounced your name right for the, probably hey. the first time. I didn't call you Ventager. I call uh, I've been saying vintage. It's uh, interesting to see that all the cops uh, run full force into Bane's army. Evidently, Batman's influence empowers all of Gotham to stand up and fight. That's a cool shot they've had since before. Then, like, mm-hmm. I'm also curious. I I think they've been showing it since the beginning, and I think it was one of the first like fan photographs of filming. <laughs> but the battle between Bane and Batman on like the Wall Street steps, yeah. like. That looks amazing, and yeah. I'm I'm worried that's the clo- that's the final big fight of the film. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the big confrontation. And if that is like, I don't want that to be. I'm yeah. annoyed that that was spoiled. Yeah, but I mean, what? Well, Twenty Three Beach always says uh, says exclusive. The Dark Knight is caught in Gotham City cave stealing a backpack. <laughs> totally happens. Uh, and Lucky Seven says it's Bat Squatch. And uh, Angry Scotsman responds with, "He's just a guy in a suit." <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, uh, no, no, no. I mean, that's what what makes it different from Avengers, and what I'm excited about is mm-hmm. that is is Christopher Nolan exploring the idea that you're a rich guy trying to feel good about yourself, and maybe what you're doing is worse for Gotham than you not doing it at all and just mm-hmm. fucking staying or in your will. stupid mansion and stop messing with the poor because you think you can help them because you want to redeem yourself. And the more I think about it, I think he will. I think he, Bruce Wayne, will be dead or retired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
or Batman will die a public death and Bruce Wayne will be see that's okay that's another problem as hmm. someone who's I hope he doesn't read, go full martyr though here, as someone who's read a ton of comic books mm-hmm. about Batman mm-hmm. when I saw Dark Knight the, fir- the, the first time mm-hmm. I was loving it and it was definitely not taken it wasn't one Batman storyline verbatim no but do you I as someone who'd read Long Halloween Year One, uh, The Man Who Laughs, and select other stories, as I could tell, I could pinpoint, like, that's that scene. Christopher Nolan reinterpreted that scene, this scene here, that, and it all followed a certain thing up until the end, like, Two-Face never dies in the Mm -hmm. comics, so you never had that scene. But, yeah, so I'm worried stuff's going to happen the same in 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 Dark Knight Rises. I'm going to say... That's the scene from Nightfall. That's the scene from Batman Venom. That's from uh, something with the like for the first Catwoman year one. Mm-hmm. Like it's from uh, Brave and the Bold. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm one hundred percent. Who do you want to play Batmite? I'm saying John, Jonathan Lipnicki from uh, Jerry Maguire ten years ago. Uh, yeah, yes. good. Oh, we should uh, before we hop into more news. I do want to. Well, let's talk about what we've read this week. I want to oh, okay. talk about that quickly. Guys. Oh, I will just tease at the in the next segment. We will tell you we're going to give away a ton of digital comics. Oh boy! This week, courtesy of a bunch of you guys out there. But um, oh wait, I should say that uh, we did have a winner of our X Men. It's uh, uh, Avengers X versus X Men. It's coming trade, hmm. and that is Scott Smith on Twitter. Uh, that sounds fake. That is uh, Nemesis. Excuse me. That is excuse me. That is uh, Nemesis Prime one one seven. Scott, you have won yourself a. Uh, yeah, Exciting. you have won yourself. Uh, you have won yourself an Avengers versus X Men uh, precursor trade, which I, I think is really good. I was a little disappointed that I just bought it sight unseen, having knowing, not knowing that I had the comics contained within. Mm. But that's why you do research when you buy stuff. <laughs> I was just so excited about. Don't that. Don't be like Chris, guys. Do your research later on. Will we'll, uh, somebody out there this week, under very similar criteria, will win the first uh, issue zero through six of Avengers versus X Men. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Exciting. Yeah, a the sixteen to zero dollar value. I don't know. It, it depends on how much. <laughs> oh, you value I'd say the more like uh, four times seven. Twenty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Twenty or twenty eight. Oh, eight bucks. Twenty eight bucks. We have more than that. We have it later. Later. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. All right. So what did we read this week? Well, me read. <laughs> uh, so I uh, caught up with uh, the collections of Walking Dead, and so now I'm ready oh, to read. Gimme. So I decided to read now the regular issues because they come out same day as print mm-hmm. in on Comixology. That's mm-hmm. the name of it. And so, uh, like, I read issues 97 and 98. 99 just came out today. I haven't read it yet. And then 100 happens where I've heard crazy shit is mm-hmm. going down. And I, I partially, I'll admit, it's partially work-related while I'm, ca- while I'm catching on The Walking mm-hmm. Dead because... Uh, at Games Radar, the site we work at, mm-hmm. they well, the comp- our parent company is doing a big deal with uh, Walking Dead 100 and hosting a party for it at Comic Con. A black carpet so. event. You don't, you don't know your stuff. I but it's, be no, totally it's no longer hosted by me. I should say. Oh, you were going to host it? Um, I'm doing some hosting about it. Like I did. If you go to if you search Hyundai Undead, which is part of the contest, <laughs> and I'm sorry, we rarely ever plug the the things we do for. Uh, mm-hmm. to actually feed us. But this is comic but, book related. But yeah, so. yeah. Uh, like uh, if you go to search Hyundai Undead and you go to that website, like I did write all those 
Robert Kirkman is talking. They're oh, all, they're oh all I remember. I remember you asked like, for help with it. Yeah, yeah, you helped me with that. So, like, he's answering our questions. Who knows? Uh, maybe I'll interview him again. Come mm-hmm. Comic Con. I am. I'm going to interview him a lot over the period of the next couple of You're going to become weeks. very close with I I met him last year. He's he's super awesome. Mm-hmm. He's super awesome. He's really, really sweet and taking to this weird celebrity of his mm-hmm. very well, considering how overwhelming I can't I imagine <laughs> he has to feel. Uh, so I'm, but I'm all up to date. Walking Dead, really enjoying it. Things are. But did you, you know see how it? Walking Dead goes through like peaks and valleys mm-hmm. of like slow and then speed up and then it's then It's dead. like that. There, it's the, we're in the speeding up point where it's very exciting. And they're all all that's leading towards the hundredth issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'll give away my uh, first uh, first. First book signed by Robert Kirkman. Someday. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, also, this week I read um, the newest Mark Wade Daredevil collection, which is oh. very good. I love. Brett's a big fan too. I mm-hmm. love the Daredevil series that's going on now. Like it gets Jeez. a lot more super. Uh, anyway, it takes place. Uh, the you know the Daredevil series written by Mark Wade is a lot more fun and colorful than Daredevil's been in a long time, and I really enjoy that. Uh, then also, I read the most recent Amazing Spider-Man collection by Dan Slott. It's all the issues Ooh. that lead up to the end of day or ends of the Earth storyline that just wrapped up, and mm. it uh, includes like a two-parter where Spider-Man teams up with the Human Torch. And I love Spider-Man Torch stories; a lot of fun. So that's pretty much what all I read. You're awesome. This last week, I, I, I had Comicsology at a big digital sale, all relating to Father's Day. Um, I thought that was cute, and I didn't understand why certain issues were in there. And then, um, oh fuck, what was the Batman issue? Let me see if I can. Have, I still have that on my phone. I don't, but it was, it's where he's basically going to adopt uh, Robin, mm-hmm. Nightwing, and then all of a sudden, a surviving relative of the Grayson pops up on the scene, and it's just it's just a fun little story that was perfect to read around Father's Day, hey. where Bruce Wayne actually like getting the papers ready, like you know you will be. For all intents and purposes, my son now and heir. I know you're an adult in Nightwing, but uh, hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. You gonna be my son, man? You gonna be my son? <laughs> I want to read that now. I, I will let you borrow it if you, in exchange for the Walking Dead issues. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, we'll see. All right. How about I edit this episode in exchange for Walking Dead <laughs> okay. issues? Okay. And I did. You still have my Justice League collection. I do. I can give that back, but okay. some of it is a little stuck. Together, I liked it that much. The, the issue uh, four with Wonder Woman. I, I feel like it's been so long since I've had a book to give back to somebody. That's the only reason I made that fucking obvious and juvenile joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've really been reading a lot more digital these yeah. days. It's very strange. No, I really but you should still anything. buy books through Amazon Links, guys. I concur, and I just wanted to acknowledge Peter Bearclaw or Tim's tweet. Uh, we failed in our hashtags: Hulk Dick, She Hulk Nipples, Abomination Taint, Modoc Balls. <laughs> Garfield Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I haven't been reading anything, but on, June 19th was Garfield's birthday. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ann Lewis. And um, Ann Lewis. Mm-hmm. Who's been on this very podcast. Oh, yeah. What did we get? Did we team up to get her? Uh, yes, it was an X-Men uh, oh, so uh, cell that was... Uh, you Magneto s- looked so uncomfortable. You weren't sold on... Was it cousin, because he looked uncomfortable? You weren't sold on this. I'm like, we, Ann needs this. No, I, I mean, <laughs> I was I was sold on it. Um yeah, I was just. I'm always wary of eBay. I don't know. I'm such an old man when it well, comes you, to you eBay. I'm good, like, Ugh. you had the good point to like. It might not get here in time. It says it'll arrive on or before her actual birthday. So right, I was. Yeah, I was so sorry. I'm an animation nerd, and uh, I'll pass this advice along. Stop listening in. Um, 
a great thoughtless gift to give somebody is an animation cell. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a beautiful because piece of history. They it's a beautifully seem like a unique snowflake. They, but they, they, are. they are. They are. And I, I jumped at this one because it had a Wolverine cell from the, mm-hmm. uh, the same scene, a Magneto cell, and a hand-painted background. So as rare well, yeah, as cells are, the, setup the hand-painted the background, background is, is the, huge. Is, yes, yeah. uh, but it's a great thoughtless gift to give somebody because it's not mm-hmm. as expensive as it looks. But it's gorgeous to look at because mm-hmm. you think you've seen an HD comic on an iPad. Try one that was fucking painted yeah, by a it Korean. Looks really, really it nice. looks really nice. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, no, they look good. It's the crispest thing you've ever seen. It, well, it, because it's it's for real. It's for real. It has not been digitized. It, it's for real. They're not one. They're not. I love that they're not doing it anymore. So it's a little piece of history. It's memorabilia. Mm. It's a prop. It was involved in the film. It's a twenty fourth of a second that you saw on your TV it's, as it's a, a kid. It's, it's a snowflake. It's it's a piece of your childhood right there. So buy your friend's animation cells. I want to find that. They're episode. very easy to find. I want to find the still and pause it. Oh God! I hope it. I hope that's well, actually I have the no per- idea how you. If you open up, it. if you open up the frame, the production number's on there. It'll oh. tell you the episode. Well, that's cool. All right, that is dope, dope, yo, hella dope. A um, <laughs> couple other newsy pieces I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, George Takei is going to make an appearance in the Kevin Keller comic book. Whoa! Really? Is Here's he really? the cover, guys. I am. Oh, oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! How, what a what a crappy tagline! I have to say, I love George Takei. He's but... embraced it. Oh my. Like it. oh my! Oh my! Oh my! And and for some reason has has slowly emerged as a frightening Facebook lolcat image presence. Where like almost everything shared in my wall now came via George Takai, <laughs> and I don't have I don't yeah I'm not a, I'm not his buddy. He will not accept me, oh which is surprising given how, how I've graciously accepted, accepted his lifestyle. Yeah. I know. I do. I, I like. I think it's funny that George Takai is uh, like he he been in the closet for like. 40 years mm-hmm. and then when he comes out like he fully embraces it just yeah, like brings his boyfriend like, everywhere yeah i am a t- i am your i'll I am be a, a homosexual gay. on whatever you need me on <laughs> <laughs> i'll be here that's not how he sounds uh, yeah, it's cute. it is a really creepy captain. way of talking captain captain and i'm Ooh, doing it worse every time Takei. you let me know I'm george to george to um you what are you talking about let me know when I can oh get my. to some news that I have for you. Uh, my last bit of news that I had, well, it's not even news, but uh, the IGN uh, comic blog posted their top 25, the top 25 oh. Spider-Man comics of all time or storylines. Accurate or inaccurate? Inaccurate. Uh, it seemed to, it. Uh, well, we've done, I've done a good number of ranked lists, mm-hmm. so I know how hard they can be. But I think that they they fell into the trap of ranking important over importance over quality because sorry <laughs> because number one was the Gwen Stacy's death comic which oh. is well written and very important and full of gravitas but mm-hmm. it's not it's not on right. the level of like uh, anything. Anything serious Spider-Man written in the last like decade? Like, That's something we deal with with like game lists where we try mm-hmm. to distinguish between like mm-hmm. this game was very important. Super Mario Brothers really to its on here, genre, right? yeah. but we try. But then we try to make a list where it's like, but here are things you 
would actually like to play right now mm-hmm. or, or that are actually just like more fun than that game that was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd say every comic written by Stanley is like dated to the max. Yeah. Like they're they're mm-hmm. unreadable. Like Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man was one of the best Marvel comics of its time. Like mm-hmm. most people thought, well this is the best written, this is the best, but such overwrought dialogue by Stanley. Like mm-hmm. it makes it bore it really does make it borderline unreadable. Like they talk so much, they never shut up. Uh, Are you gonna? Uh, do you have more on that, or can? I well, just, their I number find, two rank was uh, was the okay. Jeff Loeb Tim Sale story Blue, mm-hmm. co- which again I just don't. It was one of those ones of like obsessing over Gwen Stacy, and I I think Gwen Stacy works better as a martyr than a, as character. a dead character. Yes, yeah, much as better a as a memory. dead character. Yes. Uh, what was I just reading about? Oh yeah. Spider Man stop kidding after like after House of M. Mm-hmm. When he gets to go back and see what life would be like had she been yeah. around, and he uh, resents and is ready to kill, and he's not joking anymore. When he gets back to the timeline, like I'm fucking pissed at uh, Scarlet Witch for just showing me the yeah. possibility of that outcome. Well, that was pretty much forgotten quick, mm-hmm. but uh, it I was know. an interesting character point. To no, but it is, but like that's that's how much Stacy means to the universe. Yeah, yeah, and how how, how important. Shut up, Hank. Uh, you said Stan Lee. A little yes. bit of a reveal trailer go up this week. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Stan Lee, and I am so excited about the fact that I play myself in the amazing Spider-Man game. Well, he's getting, he is getting old. He is really old, and some of this so dialogue old. is fantastic. Stan Lee, who will read just about any copy you throw He'll at him. Anything you put in front of him. He's a professional he's a character. Pro. He's yeah. a pro. He's got a great voice. My script, my script. To get those pages before it's too late. He is, Here he is jumping around like Spider-Man. It's really just a skin. <laughs> Not only do I play me, but I've got just about all the powers that Spider-Man has. How cool is that? God, this something. guy needs some care and attention. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely gonna tweet about this. Oh boy. Oh wow. <laughs> He sounds, he sounds uh, like Adam West in Family Guy. He's the mayor. I do like how when he goes into first-person mode, you, it's through his glasses. Yeah. Like you see his glasses on screen. I, You know, you can't love, not love Stan Lee. Like, he's so lovable and is. fun, and he's got fun stories. He's like your grandfather's boyfriend. <laughs> he's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, he's, he's not really related to you, but he fucking loves you. Yeah. Oh, no, he's, uh, he's a sweet he's man. filled with warmth. So sweet. Uh, wait, man, he's getting old. He was so old when thirty years ago. There's something here I think that could cause a, a tiny bit of debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, something he claims about himself. A tweet about this. Sorry. You know, I really think the fans will love it. They seem to enjoy my cameos in the movies, and this Who? takes it a step mm. further. Another amazing appearance for the king of cameos. Take that, Hitchcock. Yeah, I think we. I think I think we just tell. I think we just tell him we enjoy the cameos because I, he's lo- like that yeah, lovable look, guy. It's like, oh, it's it so funny you, how you were in there. Wasn't did you it? did you notice they moved you to the credits in the last couple instances? Because <laughs> well, it, it's not that your cameos are bad. It's just that it removes me from the movie. Yeah, actually 100%. seeing you on the screen because it's like you're standing there at Comic Con saying it, and it's not like you're in it, the movie. It's and, it's almost an, it's no longer a a, 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 a tap a, a tip of the hat. A doth of the cap. Mm-hmm. It feels more like a Nazi-esque tradition that must be done. It must be upheld. And, yeah. My fa- If we're going to start talking about like specific ones, 
You want to I just like the question of the week? No. <laughs> well, why don't we? All right, all right, all right. So, but mm-hmm. uh, so why don't we just use this as a stopping point then to take a little break, okay. and then when we come back, we'll talk about last week's question of the week and its answers, and this week's question with Stan Lee and the pudding pops. Again, everybody, uh, this is just the old break section of Cape Crisis, uh, where we tell you about how awesome LazerTimePodcast.com is, our host site. It's so cool that it can even uh, take donations to keep going and stay strong, keep being free. Uh, and right now, as you'll hear later in the podcast, uh, we're doing this little thing. If you donate $10 or more, you get yourself a limited edition LazerTime keychain. I mean, who doesn't want that? Also on uh, the site, uh, if you don't want to donate, we've got uh, Amazon links all over the place, mostly on the uh, right side of the screen, but also on the official post for this episode. Uh, Links to Amazon, you click on those. Even if you don't buy what it specifically goes to, you buy anything on the site in that tab, and a little bit goes to help keeping lasertimepodcast.com going. And uh, also... Uh, speaking of lasertimepodcast.com, uh, premiering this week is the new series, uh, comic strip series, Ladies Night, uh, from the creator of Ask Axe Battler. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on, uh, on iTunes or Zune, uh, any reviews and marking us with five stars would be greatly appreciated. That really helps our visibility, so please do that. Please, please, please. Uh, and then we've reached the end, and that's when it's time for Hank's Corner of the Comic Book Suggestions. Uh, so my comic book suggestion this week is another Spider-Man one, but a, a bit of an obscure Spider-Man one for Spider-Fan. So back in the uh, mid uh, to late 80s and early 90s, Marvel was doing uh, a lot of original graphic novels, uh, sometimes written by big-time creators uh, and reuniting people. Uh, but a lot of them have been lost to time, like uh, out of print, not recollected. But now this new collection called Spider-Man The Graphic Novels brings back together four or five of the best ones that were around in, the, uh, the, in that time frame. I'm not saying they're the greatest stories ever, but one of them especially is great with art by, written and, uh, written and drawn by Charlie Vess, who is a very accomplished Sandman, uh, artist. So, uh, check that one out. The link is on the page. Uh, the link to the purchasing on Amazon. Thank you very much. And now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of the 17th episode of Cape Crisis. Crisis. Uh, That's 17, not including the E3 special. That one obviously wasn't numbered. No, that one was just called E3 Um, special, not numbered. I numbered the file and stuff, so yes, I did. So I didn't realize until editing that, that I changed stuff around, but all intents and purposes, the 17th episode, but the 18th episode Cape Crisis has ever done. 
right? Sure, yeah. And you and yes, and not including our gay rights episode that earned us all those bad iTunes reviews. <laughs> if I may take a moment to tell that reviewer to eat shit again. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure. Cool. All right. Um that the music bringing us in is not from Venture Brothers, <laughs> but it's from this uh, unearthed night the the first known instance of a Spider-Man fan film from 1969. Damn. Uh, Crazy. Yeah, it comes from Don Glut, which <laughs> It sounds like a Beavis and Butthead lunch <laughs> lunch lady or something, but uh, he, he went on to write cartoons or something like that, and hopefully you can see that on the site. It's 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 kind of when you think of fan films mm-hmm. that are made today, and like man, that looks low rent. Think about it in 1969, and it <laughs> makes it look phenomenal that a dude is swinging through a street. Yeah, I remember seeing as a what it is a mid teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was all the rage. It was troops. Remember that it was a cops parody. Yes, with storm with the stormtroopers. Like it was, was a huge deal. Passed around everywhere when it was really like now it would have been just like a blip on the mm-hmm. YouTube radar. It's like a parody of cops. Somebody would have just like said like it's cute and it yeah. would have been good for a couple days, but because so few people like this guy had a ILM ish effects mm-hmm. occasionally in the film. Like laser blasts and speeder bikes, and it looked amazing then. Mm-hmm. But now it's, it's be so run of the mill. I remember people buying those at comic book conventions. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, your reference, Adventure Brothers, reminded me where the uh, fuck are new episodes? Of that coming. show. They're coming. They're supposedly coming at the end of the summer. He's. <laughs> but uh, it's, they've been working on them forever. But it's supposed to be a one of those big extended seasons. It had, we have it broke my heart to realize when I saw. Finally, a rerun on Adult Swim of uh-huh. the last episode, uh, Operation Prom. Yeah, P R O M. It's so good, and it's such a good. It would have been a fine <clears throat> series finale, but it, that it has been the been last episode because it's been the last episode in literally two years. Two years. Two years. Who do you think you is the Boondocks? Yeah, it's just it's insane. <laughs> I think it is the Sopranos. Ooh, a loud. I think it is the Sopranos of Adult Swim, where it gets to just take as long as it wants. Apparently, but mm-hmm. like. What's well, we the only half show. hour show they have that's not done? Where some something I saw in Adult Swim, like yeah, we just wrapped the season. How long was you shoot? Like four weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, like oh, two well, weeks? For e- well, live action two, shows are different. Two <laughs> weeks? Like yeah, 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 ten, I, ten, 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 ten minute episodes. Holy crap! Went, that's not even a full movie. I went to the uh, the panel for Eagleheart, mm. which is a hilarious show. That blues episode you showed but us. The, yeah, good oh, god, really good. Well, and oh, the one, people. and the one where the uh, Doctor Sunglasses like wrote his own song. Remember that one? Uh, just the blues episode. Yeah. I I need to show so my perfect. blues loving idiot father that <laughs> this isn't the blues. It's jalapeno poppers. Who? My father maybe he just got a smartphone. Either he pocket dialed me this morning, or my mom is dead because he never calls me at all, <laughs> let alone on his cell phone. Uh, um. Oh, but I was going to say about Eagleheart. Yeah, that I, I went to a panel for Eagleheart where they talked about how they make the show. And the writers are working for a long time writing oh, every yeah, yeah. script. Mm-hmm. But then once all the scripts are ready, like, these actors, they get bit, pretty big level actors. But mm-hmm. if Hollywood actors who can't commit for a show that cheap for six months of, their, of every year. Mm-hmm. But if you ask for six weeks, they'll set that aside. They can do that fine. Yeah. Like, uh, but anyways. They're one takers. All, All right. right. All right. Can I tell people about a contest? If you must. If I'm shut up, Hank. Just because you have all these comics. Uh, first, I want to. Th- I do want to thank uh, Tim W and Kale on Twitter. 
uh, for giving us these codes. I mean, we got a lot of cool codes this week. One person will win X Men issues uh, zero, Avengers versus X Men issues zero through six mm-hmm. uh, digitally. These are all digital episodes uh, or digital codes. Somebody else will win volume one of Robo Atomic. Ann really likes it. I thought it was Atomic Robo. What did I say? You Robo said Robo. My mistake. Um, yours is a better title, I say. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, but Ann really you likes those. The they're, kinda, they're for kids. Uh, yeah, well, it's PG. But, but like the art, the, it's him. It's him power fun. slamming an atomic bomb mm-hmm. on nice. the the first nice. page. Okay, that sounds fun. I'll take that. We also have as consolation prizes individual issues of uh, Avengers versus uh, X Men. We have issue three. We have Avengers Assemble. We have um, we have AVX six Avenging Spidey. Uh, tons of other stuff. Spider Man number one. Avengers twenty seven. Tons and tons and tons of free comics to give away to you in exchange for what? Uh, your love? And no, 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 no. We're, 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 we gotta, we gotta go out there hat in hand because we don't have enough to advertise. All we depend on is donations where you can get a free key, laser time keychain right now. Yes. Um, or our Amazon deals. If you buy stuff through Amazon, that really helps us out. It's not. It's just not a lot of money. It just keeps things. But it adds up. It helps pay people. We're getting more articles on there. I'd like to pay you guys to. Uh, the readers to start creating content. I would. Oh yeah, I thought you were say, I'd like to pay your readers to read. No, to like start. I just like the idea. People who want to write and want to get better at writing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want people to do that for nothing. You'd get a little more exposure on here than on your crummy blog. Easy, if you gave it to us, your so. crummy Tumblr. Okay, um, uh, I am stuck in the past. Yeah, it would be your, your crummy Tumblr. Um, Crumbler. So speaking it. of uh, your writing prowess mm-hmm. and helping out Cape Crisis. I once again want you to tweet. Mm-hmm. Tweet to win. Tweet a recommendation to your followers or just say, hey, the new episode of Cape Crisis is out at awesome and listen to it. Find something you like in it. Generally, we pick a creative tweet or an original tweet, not just like, I want to win a comic. Hulk deck hashtag. <laughs> uh, that's generally what doesn't get picked by the no, panel of non biased anonymous judges. I imagine they have to use one. They do. So, uh, in honor of. <laughs> Henry not being able to say the title of the uh, the URL of the, uh, the show on mm. KOXM, which we both co-hosted last week. Yep. Cape Hulk, Crisis. Uh, right. Cape Crisis. We'll bring back the Hulk dick, but you can still Hulk get there like fine. that. But uh, Cape Crisis, hashtag. All caps. Let's say all caps. Yeah, all caps. Come Let's on. say all caps. Just to prove you're listening, all caps. And another thing, like we did the Hulk dick hashtag, and like some fucking cholo out there on the internet is using it in a completely unrelated way. So uh. all and his friends are tweeting it back to him. So in the middle of all this stuff about comic books on our show <laughs> is just this guy spitting out awful rhymes about his Hulk dick. <laughs> it was really annoying. That's awesome. Oh my god. Uh, I wanted to funny. hit him. You should have retweeted them instead. <laughs> Uh, all right, Wells. Uh, speaking of your writing and giving us writing, uh, there's the Tremendous. question of the week, which is Whoa. a thing that happens every week that we bring up a topic and talk about it. Uh, last week it was your favorite alternate universe, evil alternate version of a superhero. Mm. And this, uh, I mainly meant different universes, but... Uh, could, it could be arch nemeses that look just like you. I, I think I threw it off with my some of my Dark Avengers horseshit. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. You, bull- Sorry. you, you created some bullshit there. Sorry. Uh, Tyler, you have anything to add to this? You want to uh, alternate universe? Definitely no. Um, well, you've sure been you... reading Incorruptible. I mean, you know, 
It's not really an ultimate universe. He's, he's Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Plutonian yeah. is Superman. He's, I mean, that's kind <laughs> of... Well, <laughs> I, I like Evil Abed. I yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah. I like any character in which the, slice of a square the pizza. evil <laughs> version has a goatee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Evil, evil Troy and Evil Abed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we like community is what we're getting at. Yes. And we, we, only, still, we only have a couple months left to do that before it's like, ruined by the people I don't know. I know. I'm going to watch it, and I'm going <laughs> to complain about it. I'm going to. So the uh, first uh, answer is Hells with a J. Uh, says, I'm a big fan of Dark Beast, the Age of Apocalypse version of Henry McCoy. I particularly enjoyed his brief appearances in Claremont's uh, Excalibur oh, series. Yeah. Uh, that was I liked him. He was he was a pretty he interesting. Was, he was fucking cruel. Yeah, yeah. But he could look just like Beast. Yeah. And they kind of created that to explain why Beast acted out of character a few times, which that happens more uh, pretty well, often his there. Name is Beast. And yeah. <laughs> Wadley Hobbins says, uh, my pick would be Batman from Batman Vampire. This tale does much more than just show you what it would, be, would happen if Batman had been turned into a vampire. <laughs> it shows what would happen if he ever broke his no-killing rule. After giving him taking his first life to quench his thirst, it frees him oh. of the stigma of murder. That comes part and parcel with being a vampire. I this think. leads him to go on a killing spree, targeting all he mercilessly incar- he merely incarcerated in the bar. Can I choose Black Adam, says Michael Grimm is elite. Uh, I'll just go with Black Adam. Mm-hmm. And Cyborg Superman. I was fascinated by him as a kid. <laughs> I think Black Adam is amazing. Like Black Adam became a very complex anti-hero mm-hmm. in the Justice Society of America series, which I enjoyed so much in the early 2000s, which doesn't count anymore. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation earlier this week with my friendly old boss, Gary Steinman, mm-hmm. uh, where he talked about how he do- he isn't bothered that uh, he isn't bothered in the slightest that they made Alan Scott gay. He was bothered, though, that he made him young. It seemed like ageism. Like, the JSA were all, like, guys who were in their 60s, mm-hmm. and now they've all been turned into strapping late 20s, early 30s guys. I think because I think it's because DC is mm-hmm. afraid to have old characters. They don't old want to have old characters. <laughs> well, he would have been old and straight or young and gay. You gotta pick. Does uh, Venom yes. count? Right. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll take three, Venom. Six, four. I'll take Venom, but he doesn't really. Here's my favorite so far. Darth Ender X, Negaduck. From, uh, oh, Negaduck is great. You want to see some of the coolest, non-realistic, I, love, I do love diving in occasionally to car- more cartoony artwork. Crisis, on Inf- Crisis of Infinite Darkwings, uh-huh. where a portal opens up and Darkwing from every universe comes in. And by, by different universe, they mean... A Darkwing representing just about everything you've ever loved, and there are thousands of them. Uh-huh. Keep an eye out for Tron Darkwing, Harry Potter Darkwing, Spider Darkwing Duck. Uh, but Negaduck, that his color scheme, like that will be a future Halloween costume of mine. Uh, the yellow garnet and black trench coat, and giant hat. Yeah, I was, uh, when watching it as a kid, I became, I was a bit of a continuity nerd, and I said, mm-hmm. no, the first Negaduck episode. Mm-hmm. He was an evil clone who then didn't exist by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But then in the two-part supervillain team-up episode, Negaduck was just a different guy. <laughs> like, he was just a separate dude 
completely pretending like Negaduck didn't exist in the other one. I'm just surprised you were paying any kind of attention to continuity in Darkwing Duck. They were trying to care about him. They cared about continuity in that show. No, they did. There is a little bit of continuity. Yeah. Goslin's parents are dead. I I forget to establish somewhere in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Though they also barely cared about his special, like his secret identity of Drake Mallard anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, let's see. Cody Stovall brings up Prometheus, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, He's the um, anti-Batman who beat the whole Justice League on his own. It was really great. Let's see here. Oh, Nega Scott from the Scott Pilgrim <laughs> books is what's brought up by Mouse Clock. Let's see. Here. And that is also mentioned by uh, Dark Ride 10. I liked how the... Yeah, I liked how in the, in the movie... Dark Scott and him just became buddies. And uh, uh, Dark Guy Tan also says uh, Deadpool in the upcoming Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Me neither. Wanted though. Let's see here. Somebody else brings up Professor Zoom. Zoom. Dr. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Love his name. Dr. Dr. Pepper. Let's see here. Oh, boy. This isn't my glove. Oh, Pedo Bear Claw. Anyway. He's... Uh, Phil Ken Seven. Uh, strictly speaking, it's not evil or alternate, but I love the Hulk in World War Hulk. I love the idea of him focusing on his anger to the point where absolutely nothing can stop him. Peter, I'm gonna have, we're gonna have to go in there and do something about these avatars. I mean, one, they're too big, but that's They're slowing everything. Pedro Bearclaw, that's literally Michelangelo fisting somebody on the site. <laughs> <laughs> And a real picture of it, too. Mm. That's cool. Uh, Rabid Shepzilla says, uh, first post. I don't know if he re- if he is really evil, but Guy Gardner did kick the shit out of Sinistra, Sinestra and steal his ring. So he's pretty awesome. Other than that, evil Captain Marvel is pretty badass from Kingdom Come. I agree with that. Oh, man. And uh, just as I was chastising avatars... Or uh, not avatars, the SIGs. Mm. Signature Stabby Joe's uh, animated gif of Thor... Uppercutting the shit out of the Hulk from the Avengers movie is the clearest version of that gif I've ever seen, and I'm just noticing about a gallon of spit comes out of Hulk's <laughs> face when that happens. Yeah, I just noticed that too. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hello, Mandrew. Hello, oh, hello, I'm Andrew. Helio Mandrew. <laughs> that is his name. That's my. Yeah, I love that counterpart. That superhero counterpart. <laughs> Helio Mandrew. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites is the ultimate version of Reed Richards, who became a vil- ultimate version of Reed Richards, who became a villain a couple years ago. See Ultimate mm. Comics Doomsday. After the events of Ultimatum, changed his view of the world. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting too because the Ultimate Fantastic Four was simply the fantastic four like just younger so they decided to like no fuck that this fu- we're gonna break up the whole fantastic four the thing is just gonna murder dr doom there's gonna be no dr doom hanging around either and reed richards is gonna go crazy like it was all part of this concerted effort holy to make shit. the ultimate universe way more different holy shit i vent anger posted a picture i'm shocked nobody mentioned this shit i don't remember who he is but the yellow evil captain planet Oh, um, I remember him. Yeah. yeah. He had a really, even a more asinine voice than the other one. Uh, well, that was when the, that was another two-parter where the uh, regular villains all got their own evil rings to summon Captain Pollution or yeah. something. Even better than that oh, is Don Cheadle as Captain Planet. Go, that was go, pretty great. Go yeah. and watch that. <laughs> it's quite evil. <laughs> Wait a second. Ooh, boy. I just I talked to my buddy from L.A. His friends made that. 
Uh, kudos to them, the captain oh. of Don Cheadle thing. Oh, nice. Mm. Apparently, Don Cheadle does all that shit for free. Oh. I mean, well, I, I figured well, that. Well, but, yeah, uh, he, they just confirmed it. He's if, like, no, he's really even nice. If they about it. It's like, well, I think we could pay you a couple hundred bucks. Like, what does Don Cheadle need? That's, $200. Yeah. You're going to put green paint on me and you think it's worth a hundred bucks? Anyway, if you're weird and you haven't seen it, go see uh, Don Cheadle is Captain Planet. Captain on, Planet. On, on an internet near you. Um, oh, here's one. Boxing Marco, okay. but he said he wanted to do Red Sun version of Superman and he drew it. Yes. And uh, holy shit. such an amazing job. Yeah, it's really good uh oh light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation laser uh said emo peter parker which i definitely have to agree with that was one of the most evil horrible enemies that has ever existed uh, enemy of goodness and fun <laughs> you know what i like that scene i like that scene because it's so dumb but it was even just like them repeating themselves for the scene they had in, in two yeah. of the raindrops falling on my head scene, which was really funny. Jeffrey Dahmer Lahmer. I, I totally forgot about this, oh, but the boy. 1994 uh, season finale, series finale of Spider-Man. Yes, with Spider Carnage. Yes, Spider Carnage. That was pretty crazy. And he's got a picture of it. It looks totally nuts. I might have to change my avatar. You could watch that on Netflix Instant right now. Really? Yep, the whole series or is on there. Or preferably own it forever. I don't via think it Amazon, ever came out on DVD. Via Amazon links. You should at least check. Enter Amazon <laughs> through that side. Uh, so there we go, guys. That's all the answers I feel fit reading. Um, so this week's question. We sort of touched on it before. Uh, really, this is about Stan Lee cameos and stuff, but as creator cameos in general, do they take you out of the film? Do you like them or hate them? Do you think they're better off without them? Like, what do you think? And what are your favorites, uh, Stan Lee cameos? Uh, I have a or good favorite. favorite. I wanted to go last to throw everybody for a loop. Favorite? <laughs> okay. Well, I have uh, a favorite and one I hate. Mm-hmm. So my favorite is the one where Stanley is seen the least. And it was clearly done by Ang Lee, because he didn't want... I was going to say that. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, no, a, a different, and I have a different one. All right. It was clearly done because Ang Lee didn't want him in the movie at all, but was forced to. And same with Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno had to appear, too. Mm. So in this film, basically, like, in the first five minutes of Hulk... You see two, two security, two security guards, guards. Walk toward, walking away from a building, not towards the camera. You don't focus on them, and they have no lines that you can and hear. That you can hear, and they're just gone. They're just used, tossed off an establishing shot. That was the, the best. I remember the crowd laughing when that happened, though. Yeah, but it's, it's Stan Lee, the creator. No, I don't know if the creator Hulk, but uh, co-creator, the yeah. Lou Ferrigno, the uh, pioneer Hulk. Yeah, uh, live action. So, yes, the face of Hulk. and and like he's kind of nodding, and Stanley's yelling at him or like talking exuberantly at him. You can't hear yes. what they're saying. And I thought one, it's funny that Stanley's talking so much shit to this guy who's so much bigger than him, mm-hmm. and it's funny because Lou Ferrigno is deaf and can't hear you at all. <laughs> uh, uh, and then no? least favorite is uh, deaf is Spider Man Three because. In Spider-Man 3, it was another early film cameo Mm -hmm. where, just so Sam Raimi could establish clearly for the stupidest people in the audience that Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is very well-loved at this point, you have a bunch of kids watching Spider-Man on TV and they're like, Spider-Man's so cool, he's so awesome. (laughs) And then they walk away and they're they're doing this in front of Tobey Maguire. Mm -hmm. Tobey Maguire's like, yeah, I am awesome. Spider-Man's great. 
And then here comes Stanley mm-hmm. saying, like, I forget exactly his line, but he goes, like, now that's what I call a real hero. Nuff said. Walks away. Ugh, like, that is a ba- so bad. It's like Spider-Man 1 or 2, he's, like, in a kind of a neat scene where he pulls a child out of the way of a falling was, object. That was, was in- Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, I was going to say that those are the ones I don't mind. In Spider-Man 1 and 2, I'm pretty sure in both of those, he just appears during an action scene, like, mm-hmm. pulling someone out of the way. Or yeah. he's, he's just there to, like, help someone and go and wink at the camera and in, go, I'm Stanley, here I am. In, doing by, the, by the time you, But he doesn't get to talk. Yeah. And by the, by the time your brain registers it, it has to move on to whatever's happening on right, screen. Right, it's an it action scene. It's, mm-hmm. you, you're moving on. Yeah, I do prefer that. So those are my favorite. Uh, but I feel like it's not... Right, if he doesn't talk, you know, yeah. you get, it feels like it's not complete if he doesn't say a stupid line yeah. like "gotcha." But yeah. do you like it when he does? I don't like it, but I feel like it's not a Marvel film without it, and I feel yeah. like it's kind of like your grandpa. Like you're gonna miss him when he's dead, like when he's dead, and not making any cameos. Like yeah, you're gonna I guess miss we it. will miss yeah, that. That's true, but that's I guess in, in general, I mean, like oh, I've heard grandpa tell this story a well, million I, times. I wasn't, but I wasn't irritated by it because I like I liked the Hulk cameo. I did. It was yeah. it was funny and like it, the movie hadn't gotten moving yet, so it, so it hadn't gotten moving yet. And then um, X Men: The Last Stand is a pretty that dramatic remember. sequence at the very beginning where they like. De-aged Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Oh, and, and Stan yeah, Lee's just like a member of the neighborhood, but he's in multiple shots. Doesn't mm-hmm. say anything, but he's visible. Watering the lawn. I think yeah, he's was, he's yeah. he's present throughout that whole scene, and that to me was totally distracting for what should be yeah. how <laughs> you're establishing. establishing I guess, I guess. Not, not just your movie, but the entire universe. They're young. It's yeah. a no. I mean, I guess my answer is that. I like it in the sense, Henry, it's it's your grandpa winking at you and going, do you like this story we made? <laughs> uh, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's nice. But then I don't like it in the sense that, well, you're taking me out of this. Grandpa, mm. shut up. I'm trying to watch this, Grandpa. That's why I loved in Avengers. They just shoved it at the very end. And you were done with the film at that point. Like, you were yeah. ready to just, like, keep clapping. Like, yeah. You had yeah, that, that build-up of tension, and then you got it all released, and then it's like, oh, there he is. And okay. so then it's just mixed in with a release. Like, this completes the film. There's Stan Lee. I, was, I didn't even notice he was missing throughout yeah, this film. Yeah, you're about but... to get off the, uh, the Disneyland <laughs> ride, and you're kind of coming up. <laughs> And the, then Br'er Rabbit's waving at you. You see the other people waiting to get on, and you're just like, whew, that was fun. And it doesn't hey, really they, matter what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you gotta pick what, up your sunglasses that you left, you know. Well, what's one you really hated, Chris? I, well, uh, I mean, that Spider-Man 3 one, remembering it, yes, that one. I want to say one I really loved. Okay. Stanley Kimmy I really loved was in Mallrats. Stanley's <laughs> cameo in Mallrats as himself uh, to dispel certain rumors of superhero dicks. You know, some people in the comic community really hated that cameo because Kevin Smith should know better. He knows. What? He like he had Banksy talking to Stanley like Stanley, not Banksy. That was uh, that was the <laughs> other. Uh, now I'm really confused. What big graffiti artist? Brody? Banky. Banky. No, wait, no, wait. Banky no, was chasing, chasing Amy. Amy. Brody. 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 They called him Banky, so you'd think he was Brody, like. Like a whole nother thing, like Kevin Smith made Banky gay, and he, mm-hmm. but also exactly like Brody, mm-hmm. to make fun of homophobes who liked Brody. <laughs> like they, like he said this, or at least this was one of his things. Like in when people were making like angry about chasing Amy, mm-hmm. and he said that he 
she like when he previewed chasing Amy, a guy he said like, "Hey, I love Mallrats, and Brody was my favorite character. I I really identify with Brody." And here you make this guy Banksy. He's just like Brody. He's awesome and funny. I'm identifying with him. Then you make him fucking gay. What does that That's mean? That's gay. And then he's like, you make him fucking gay. What does that mean? And then like Kevin Smith said, he wanted to shout like, means you're fucking gay. That's what it means. Like, um, I would say that Kevin Smith knows better until I saw his Hulu exclusive show. Oof. Uh, which is I don't watch that show. Ooh, the one where he takes people, takes regular people to a movie, and then holds a mic to their faces while they make well non-funny people is it half make an hour? jokes about him. I don't even. Uh, I don't know how long. Watching it is. watching it, it just looked like something Nickelodeon would do in between commercials. It, it, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really bad. But, but Kevin Smith knows better. He knows Stanley didn't exclusively create the Fantastic Four, but mm, right. but Brody specifically credits him as the only creator of all those characters. Yeah. That's what I did. What do you mean? As the, did he say you are the sole creator? He didn't specifically you're the creator. say... Yeah, but... You're not... Because he didn't say co-creator? Well, he's like, oh, you... Hey, come on, you created... Or a creator? You created the thing. What's his dick like? Like, he should have said... And his answer... You and Jack Kirby created the thing. Okay. And, well, it's also just... It tied into the whole thing of, like, people... Jack Kirby is, it's, I think it's more, it's much closer to 70-30, especially mm-hmm. with Fantastic Four. Jack Kirby. 70-30 Jack Kirby Stanley. Jack Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it's the same way I wouldn't say, like, Gabe Newell, you created Half-Life, you know. Yeah, like, that's. No, he didn't. Uh, well, that's. A lot of people did. Yeah, that's true. But and, you would still call him here as the, he would, I, in an interview, it would be totally fine to say creator of Half-Life, Gabe Newell. Yeah, he wouldn't because there's more elegant terms for him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but lead designer. If you're excited Ken. seeing someone in a mall, maybe you would say. Ah, <laughs> okay, he but wasn't. also speaking of Kevin Smith and distracting cameos, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith has some distracting ass cameos in Daredevil. In Daredevil, yeah, it's just like, hey man, I'm I'm just the. Can I keep the stick? Do you like, know who Stanley plays in Daredevil? Uh, what? Mobster, Old man he? at crossing. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the guy he saves and then gets stuff in his eyes. Uh, yeah. I, but I wanted to put it to people: if you don't have a favorite or non-favorite Stanley cameo to mention, mm-hmm. and I will have to go through and chronicle these. We will have to go through these things and chronicle it. If you want to guess what the cameo will be in Amazing Spider-Man, oof. Yeah, if you guess correctly, buy your game of choice, <laughs> platform of choice. Uh, yeah. If you guess correctly. You know, I think the film is out. Is it? I think the film premiered in Japan recently. Oh, no. So Wait. Information's out there. I right? meant in the uh, spectacular Spider-Man movie <laughs> due in 2016. Right. Yes. Uh, but, that accurately. But, uh, yeah, just comment in the old forumies with... Uh, podcast. With, on the LaserTimePodcast.com forums. Go there. Comment on this. Let us know what your favorite or least favorite mm-hmm. cameos are. And do they take you out of movies? Just your feelings cameos in general yeah uh alfred hitchcock he, he said alfred hitchcock alfred hitchcock was super super subtle sometimes yeah. his face wouldn't even be on screen incredibly he's subtle. in every one of his movies but you might not see him most of the time but they would say if i if i were a big time movie writer director i would make sure i was in every, yeah every like tarantino i'd make sure i was a sad yeah. member and uh, i have an ego if I well, wrote and directed it, I would want my face in it. And Tarantino wanted to be an actor. There was like three years. Okay. There's okay. three years of his career where he was acting instead of directing because he was like, I just want to act. Man, guys. I can't, like, I can't believe he actor. failed into success. 
<laughs> oh man, I wanted to be an actor. Now I'm a writer director of popular movies. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's why he made it. Like he gave him. He's the first voice you hear in Reservoir Dogs, and it's supposed to be like this big acting scene for him. Also, I've learned to, and and then him and him and from Dust Till Dawn, like he sucks. Like yeah. you see him next to George play, Clooney, he plays a quiet like, creep though. Yeah, and he's good at being a creep who like rapes and murders. He's perfect somebody. for it. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's creep most like with toes. He's but, fun when he rants about pop culture, but but you see him with George Clooney in that film. You're like George Clooney is is dragging him by the nose through scenes, <laughs> like. No, fucking act. Don't just say your your precious words that you love so much. Actually be a person. Yeah. Which is crazy because he's such a good director. He gives people, when they act in his films, give the performances of their lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the best acting they've ever done, but he can't act himself. And that's like, weird because George Clooney has befriended like almost every auteur he's ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Except for Tarantino. Probably because maybe Tarantino was kind there of are, There are no more like Coen brothers or like... And uh, Rodriguez. And, he, pre- and, he befriended him. And Rodriguez. Uh, and um, fuck, what's the other big one? The bigger was Soderbergh. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Like that he doesn't participate with. Mm-hmm. Except for Tarantino. Yeah. Interesting. It's weird because now Tarantino's... He's gotten Brad Pitt and he's he gotten Leonardo DiCaprio. It's funny. Oh, man. Just imagine that people in, like, foreign countries who are like, the new Brad Pitt movie, and they go to see Glorious Bastards. And <laughs> it's never there. It's a film. The stars of the film are Christopher Waltz and uh, blonde French girl. Very pretty, though. Uh, I like sorry. her bunches. Mm-hmm. Ready to close this out? Yeah. Let's end this. All right. Let me plug some stuff real quick. Shop Amazon through Laser Time. It would really help us out. Donate $10 or more with that donate button or donate link. Uh, via PayPal, you get a free Laser Time keychain. I want to say that sexy keychain, sexy keychain. Listen to the latest episode of Laser Time. It's been we're being told it's the funniest thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, got a Which Marvel. Which is funny because res- when we started, when we began recording that episode, you're like, "This mm-hmm. is awful. This isn't even good." Well, I mean, I, Brett did a fantastic Marvel versus Star Trek. We did the title of a Star Trek movie, title mm-hmm. of a Marvel comic. Uh, story and which one is which we did a quiz it, there's a video below you can see how funny it is and we had planned on doing it and he's like I don't have time to get these and so I had to get them uh-huh. and then hold the quiz so Brett could be a part of it I wish that hadn't have been the case I felt like I failed uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was fine it I was don't think so funny. I wish Brett would have no, posted it, it and beautiful. come up with the information because he, he he did the reads better than me too mm. um just the way it goes but you get through that the erotic fan fiction thing is I have not laughed period at anything let alone something i was involved i'm editing this thing painstakingly <laughs> uh cracking up tearing oh. up i've listened to it twice today that uh erotic fan fiction fine. it's a good one it's a good one definitely an x-rated episode but a good and one. please tell your friends and review laser time cape crisis all that good stuff vg empire mm-hmm. on on your itunes oh yeah guys review. especially this week vg empire mm-hmm. is spider-man oh, the yeah. music of spider-man Yay. games so this one should especially be interesting to you guys out there in comic book love and land. And remember to tweet us with the hashtag prices. Tweet a recommendation. Not to us. You at reply us. Only people who follow us. And you will see it. Therefore, they're already aware of the show. This is just us saying the show only spreads through word of mouth at this point, mm-hmm. And you are the mouths. Uh, <laughs> so say the words. So, so make, say the words. Words it's the come only, out of them. It's, and so we're bribing you to do that, basically. Mm-hmm. 
You want to win those digital comics, guys. Because They're either great. none of you have friends or you refuse to tell them. And I understand it's hard to do that with erotic fan fiction. <laughs> I, it was like, tell a friend. like, this is the funniest thing. I couldn't recommend this to like anybody I know. <laughs> nor will I post this on hey. my wall uh-huh. uh, on Facebook where you can find Laser Time Show. Anyway. And you know what? Just screw it. Post it. Post it! What's your mom going to say? Yeah. She's not going to listen. Think about us. We'll get fired if anybody finds out. Oh, man. <laughs> so, guys... Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you next week on K Crisis.